You're listening to Overcome the Overwhelm for Special Needs Moms with Lauren Lowry. Well, hello, friends, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm so happy to have you here with me today, and I hope that everyone is doing really well and having a very peaceful week. Sometimes peace is the one thing that we can really hope for and pray for and look for whenever we are feeling overwhelmed, right? We just want peace. Oh, just like tranquility, just calm and quiet. I'm not getting that tonight. I'm going to be really honest because I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to admit this, guys. I'm going to admit it to you here. I waited to the last minute to record this. And by last minute, I mean the day before. And I meant to record this podcast, had it all planned out and written. I meant to record it earlier today, and I just kept doing other things. I did not stay with my plan, and I really should have. I, I'm really feeling the effects of not following my own plan here. And usually that's not a problem, right? Like, it's fine if I need to record the episode after the kids go to bed. And that's the thing, is today I had people in and out of my house so it was hard to record. But now I am recording this pretty late at night with a tornado warning going on outside. Like there's thunder and lightning. And I pretty much just had to tell my husband, I was like, look, I guess if we need to take shelter, let me know (laughs) because I'm going to go record podcast in my closet. I guess I'm safe in here. And this is like my little recording studio in here. So it's pretty well padded. So, you know, it works. So don't do like I do, guys. Plan ahead of time, and you won't be recording podcasts during a tornado warning slash thunderstorm. (laughs) Love being in Oklahoma. But today, I want to talk about how we can think differently about our mental wellness and kind of our mental health goals. Because, you know, we set goals for so many different areas of our lives right? We set financial goals. We set weight loss goals, business goals, all kinds of things like that. Very tangible things. And those are great. Those can have some really beneficial gains to hitting them. They can have some big positive impacts in our lives, right? But the one kind of goal that actually has the biggest impact on our lives overall including all those areas that I just mentioned, weight loss, business, finances, everything like that, is our mental wellness, right? Our emotional wellness, kind of that like mental health aspect. Yet, you know, we never hear someone say things like, oh, I'm, I'm really working on my mental resilience lately. You don't hear that just in passing, maybe from people like me, you know, but, or no, thank you. I'm watching my mental health right now. <laughs> And actually, you know, now as I say that one, that last one, I might just use that because I feel like that is a great phrase to use when someone asks you to overstep like a personal boundary. Like, oh, no, thank you. I'm watching my mental health right now. Like, oh, no, thank you to that cupcake. I'm watching my, watching my weight right now. I'm watching my mental health right now. <laughs> but anyways, as a whole, right, our society, we don't see mental health and wellness as like a top priority as a whole in our society. And how do I know this is a fact? Well, I mean, take a look around. Take a look at things like employee benefits. Some companies offer things like gym memberships and other like wellness packages. Um, The company I used to work for, they actually offered this like discount on like a meal planning service, like, you know, kind of like HelloFresh or something like that. 
And those things are awesome, right? Those are cool perks. But a lot of companies don't offer any type of mental health or like mental wellness. There's no mental health days. And a lot of insurance companies and insurance plans, they don't even cover any type of therapy or mental health coverage. Like that's a big issue. And that is just proof that our society as a whole does not see this as a priority like it does our physical health. But here's the deal. Our mental health and the stress that we go through plays a big factor on our physical well-being, our physical health. And it is getting better, right? Like our society is moving in the right direction as seeing this as a, a more important aspect. There seems to be this shift beginning that sees that impact of mental health on our society. But I think we can all agree that we've got a long way to go. And here in my little corner of the world, in my little sound closet, I want to help you make it a priority. Make it the priority that it should be in your life. Because our mental wellness is the determining factor in our physical health and ultimately in our lifespan. Did you know that? It has a big, big impact on our lifespan. And is it a determining factor in our finances and how successful we are in our careers? Our mental wellness affects our children and their well-being. It affects how we show up. It affects how we parent, how we raise them. So in my personal opinion and in the personal opinion of many others in this space of where I'm at, mental wellness should be the biggest kind of goal we make in our lives. In coaching, we learn a lot about goals. Like we learn how to set them. We learn how to help our clients overcome obstacles and how to help them achieve them. It's a big part of being a coach is achieving goals. But when something isn't easily measurable, like stepping on a scale, right? Whenever you're trying to lose weight or looking at your bank account, like those are great ways to measure if you're on track for goals or tracking the amount of miles you ran, if you have a goal of running a marathon, whatever, you know, but it can be hard to set these goals and see if there's really any progress when there isn't any type of way to measure it and there's not really any tangible, concrete things, right, to see. And that can hinder us from improving our own mental wellness. And so, like, how do, you, how do we go about this? How do we change that? How do we set a goal for our mental wellness? It's intangible, like I said. It can be hard to put a quantitative number to it. And once you have a goal, how do you go about reaching that goal? Like, suppose you were able to come up with, which we are, side note. <laughs> how do you go about reaching that goal in a consistent, planned out way? How can you determine if it's working, what you're doing? Right? Have you ever wondered, is my self-care even doing anything? This seems pointless. This is going to help you solve for that. How can you figure out a way to know if it is in fact the right kind of self-care. This is going to answer for that. And if we have all of that figured out that I just mentioned, how do we maintain the results that we created? In weight loss, they talk about, you know, weight loss maintenance and living in maintenance and making sure you keep that weight off. Well, how do you make sure you keep your stress level low? How do you stay in a mental wellness maintenance state? Is that even a thing? I don't think anyone's talking about this. <laughs> so over the next few weeks here on the podcast, I'm going to be doing a series. This is part one of the three-part series 
we are going to be breaking this down. We're going to be answering these questions and help you not just set a mental wellness goal for yourself, but actually follow through and hit that goal in a measurable way. Just like a business plan like you would with that or like a weight loss protocol that's going to help you reach your goals, we're going to talk about a concrete, tangible ways that you can reach your goal of feeling better. And think about that. Think about how you feel when you're stressed, right? You feel irritable. You feel exhausted. You feel sluggish. You feel, I mean, so many different things, so many different symptoms of stress. And think about if you were to work towards not feeling that way in a very concrete, measurable system. And the first step in creating all of this for yourself is we're going to create a wellness goal. For And you're deciding on the actual goal you have for yourself. You've got to think about that. You know, is it just stress? Do you want to lower your anxiety? Do you want to feel more self-compassion? Something like that. Or do you just, I think I would suggest just lower your stress overall. Because I think that is really going to, impact probably you know your anxiety levels and it's going to impact your self-compassion even it all kind of plays in together there going for that lowering your overall stress is going to be the most bang for your buck right with the overall benefits of it so you could measure against each symptom you have and kind of rate it like on a scale of one to ten and kind of come up with a system for yourself Uh, But something that's probably a lot easier that I suggest is using something called the Perceived Stress Scale or the PSS. It's It's a widely used questionnaire that asks you to rate how often you have felt stressed or overwhelmed in the past month. And this PSS scale is available for free online. I'm going to include the link for it in the show notes. But it is 10 quick questions. Like in the last month, how often have you been angered because of things that happened that were outside of your control? And it gives you, at the end, you know, it has the scoring and everything included on this one. And it gives you a quantitative number for your current stress levels. And you can change it up. I think that if you're taking your initial kind of finding your baseline, you want to say instead of over the past month, say over the past six months or the past year. But taking this test to measure overall stress over that longer period of time will give you your current baseline. That is your starting point. So if we compare this to weight loss, that is the weight you are at now. And I like the stress scale, the PSS, because it measures perceived stress rather than stressful events. A lot of questionnaires for some reason measure stressful events. And by doing this, by measuring perceived, it's going to give you an accurate picture of what you are experiencing rather than how your stress compares to others. Because a lot of tests, they measure the amount of stressful experiences you have rather than that stress you are experiencing, which is completely different person to person. So for example, a lot of those other questionnaires ask things like, over the past year, have you experienced a change in your job or something along those lines? And for one person, that change might have been a relief. It might have been a stress reducer for them. And to another who lost their job, that change might have been a major life event in a stressful way. Right? So just answering that question, have you had a big change? That doesn't give you a full picture of where your stress is at. Because it is different based on your perceived experience. 
The other thing to note here is that we usually can't control stressful events that we experience, right? But we can control how well we process and manage them. We can control that. And through the processing and managing, you can lower your perceived stress score and lower the frequency of those stress symptoms. So we want to measure your stress experience, not stressors, right? Not the things causing you stress because we can't control a lot of those, especially as special needs parents, right? We are going to have those in our lives. Our jobs is to learn how to manage them better, learn how to process them better. So once you know your current stress experience score from that PSS scale, you can set a goal for yourself. So let's say you take that questionnaire and it's out of 40 and you score a 35, which would be a sign of high stress. It's in that category. You might set a goal of 10 for yourself, which is pretty low. So whatever, you just pick a number. It doesn't really matter what the number is here. The important part is you write it down Write down your current number and then write down your goal number. And keep it simple. Just jot it down like in the notebook or in your notes app on your phone. But in that same note, I want you to also jot down some of the most common symptoms of stress that you experience just day to day. So maybe you are more irritable in the past few months. Maybe you were having sleep issues. Maybe you're doing a lot of stress eating, kind of stuffing down those feelings. So just write down a few of those symptoms. Even just Google symptoms of stress See what they are. And I don't mean like anxiety attacks, panic attacks. I don't mean the big ones necessarily. I mean just the normal day-to-day. Maybe even put in like the symptoms of survival mode or even the symptoms of burnout. Just write down which ones you're experiencing the most that you know are a result of stress in your life. So, and then in next week's episode, I'm going to walk you through how to create a mental wellness protocol for yourself, which is essentially going to be like your game plan, your roadmap for you to follow that will get you to that goal number. So you guys ready? Go do your homework and I will talk to you next week when we make that protocol. I'm super excited. All right. Thank you guys. And I will talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks for joining me on today's episode of Overcome the Overwhelm. If you have questions or like more information, head on over to LowryLifeCoaching.com and I'll see you next week.